0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I appreciate it very much. <clears throat> well, this is a nice place. This is, this is easily the nicest place for many miles in every direction. Uh, <laughs> that's how you compliment a building and shit on a town with one sentence. <laughs> it is odd around here as I was driving here. There doesn't seem to be any difference between the sidewalk and the street for <laughs> pedestrians here. People just kind of walk in the middle of the road. <laughs> I love traveling and seeing all the different parts of the country. I live in New York. Uh, I live in a... Th- th- there's no value to you doing that at all. There's. I live, I live in New York. I always... Like, there's this old lady in my neighborhood and she's always walking her dog she's always just she's very old she just stands here just being old and the dog just fights gravity every day just the two of them it's really the dog's got a cloudy eye and she's got a cloudy eye and they just stand there looking at the street in two dimensions together and And she's always wearing like this old, this sweater dress. I guess it was a sweater when she was like five foot ten, but now it's just like this sweater. And her legs are, her legs are a nightmare. They're just white with green streaks and bones sticking out and her legs are awful. I saw a guy with no legs wheeling by and he was like, ugh, no thank you. I do not want those. I'd rather just have air down here like I have. And to look down at that shit. I see these two all the time. And I always look at them and I always think, God, I hope she dies first. I do! I hope she dies first for her sake. Because I don't want her to lose the dog. I don't think she'll be able to handle it. If she dies, if the old lady dies first, I'm not worried about the dog. Because the dog doesn't even know about the old lady. This dog is aware of three inches around his head. He's living in two-second increments. The second he's in and the one he just left is all he knows about. But if he dies, this lady, she's gonna be destroyed because this dog is all she has. And I know he's all she has because she has him. There's, if she had one person in her life, she would not keep this piece of shit little dog. Even if just some young woman in her building one morning were to say, good morning, Gladys, she'd be like, oh good, and just flush him down the toilet. Just, (laughs) Dog just keeps bumping on the drain. She gives up. Ends up just shitting on her dog for the rest of her life. You ever flush a pet down the toilet? I had to flush my daughter's fish down the toilet. I came home, the fish was dead, she wasn't home from school yet, so I just flushed the fish. And that's a weird moment too, because fish live in water. So you put it in the toilet, floats to the bottom, like, yeah, he's dead. And then you flush, and it looks like he goes, Wait a second! Ah, oh, shit! I was taking a nap! Jesus! You gotta be in constant motion, to get to respect in this house! And then my daughter comes home, why did he die? Come on, what am I going to say? Why did he die? Because who gives a shit? That's the reason. That's the actual reason. Is because he, it didn't matter that he was alive. That's why he's dead. He didn't know his name and he didn't love you back. These are the facts about that fish's life. My daughter likes fish. We took her to, uh, to the aquarium. I took both my kids to the aquarium in Boston, and we were looking at this seal or sea lion. I don't know which one. I don't care. I don't think they need to be separate things. I really don't. They don't care, and we don't care. There's like three scientists who give a shit what we call all those things. The scientists could go on TV tomorrow and say, okay, everybody, from now on, seals and sea lions and walruses, and you know what? Penguins, are all seals now. And we would all be like, yeah, whatever, man. Anyway, so we're looking at this seal, sea lion thing, and he's looking back at us through the plexiglass and he's going, They're really disgusting in person. Most animals are when you really see them. You ever go to a farm? You think you're gonna see little white sheep going, but they're all fat and shit colored and they're like, Jesus, that thing is awful. Anyway, seals don't go, they go My daughter's like, what does he say? I don't know. I'm a slave. KILL ME! (laughs) Must be awful to be other kinds of stuff. (laughs) You know, I'm glad I'm this. This is a pretty good deal when you consider the alternatives. Anything else, any other kind of thing, you're in the food chain. You're in the food. We are out of the food chain. I don't know if we fully appreciate the fact that we got out of the food chain. That is a massive upgrade. Because for every other living thing, life ends by being eaten. That's how all life ends, is every single life except human life. Every life ends like this. Ah! We're the only ones that get to just die old in a bed. Just, Mm -hmm. I love you, (laughs) I mean, imagine if we were still in the food chain on top of everything else. Imagine if we were in the food chain. It would just be another thing you gotta deal with. You're already having a bad day. You wake up in the morning, you're making breakfast, you burn your toast, and it's too late to try again. And your kid comes in and says, and you're like, fine. And it's just, why? You get a thing in the mail that says that, that your phone's different, and your mortgage is another company now. What? I don't get it. And you're walking to work like, why do I even bother? Oh shit! God damn it! There's always fucking cheetahs at the train station. Stop it! Do you think that sharks do you think that sharks would be embarrassed if they knew that we could all see their fins sticking out of the top of the water? <laughs> I think they'd be bummed, because I don't think sharks are aware of that at all. I think sharks think they're slick. They swim around like, eh, nobody has any idea who's down here. And we're all up here like, there's totally a shark right there. It wouldn't be fun being a predator, either. If you're a predator, imagine if every time you're hungry, you got to chase a guy who's running for his life. You gotta, come on, dude, shit, get over here. And just hold him down and bite his neck till he shuts the fuck up for a minute. So you can just sit there and eat his stomach before you go to work. That would really suck. That's why animals just, they go, let's do this together, man. You chase the parents away, I'm gonna eat the kid, and you circle back. That's why they do it like that. Fuck it, I'm eating babies. This is bullshit. (laughs) Grown ups ain't worth the meat. Whoops. All right. All right. Oh, shit. God damn it. Idiot. This isn't a gay voice, by the way. It's not. Shut up. Yeah. I live in New York City, and uh, it's okay there. I live in a nice building. I never lived in a nice place before. When I was growing up, I had no money. Um, I mean, my mom didn't. It didn't matter <laughs> I was a child. But um, I'm not used to it, because it's nice. It's like a pretty courtyard with flowers and a fountain with little marble boys pissing. (laughs) I don't know, what is it with fountains? Like all fountain sculptors are pedophiles basically. (laughs) You can't get a fountain made without, do you make me a fountain? Yes, I'll get started right away. Uh, Oh, yes, yes. It's finished. And it's just little boys pissing on the face of a Greek god that looks like him a lot. (laughs) Ah, piss on me forever! Anyway, there's one of those in the courtyard of my building. And uh, My first week in the building about a year ago, I went down to the courtyard for the first time. And uh, I didn't look too good, you know? It was a Sunday morning. That's my least presentable hour. A lot of, you know, just stains, just like, you know, food and me and whatever. And so I'm I'm sitting there. So, shut up. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, but, so there I was. I'm sitting on the stone bench of this courtyard and uh, feeling a little out of place. You know, there's these fancy doormen and stuff. And then there's this guy looking at me. I notice he's looking at me from across the courtyard. And he's all spiffy looking. He's got brown shoes and he's looking at me like, hmm. I could tell he was thinking I don't live in the building. He thinks I just wandered in off the streets and sat in the courtyard. And I can tell he's thinking of coming over and dealing with me on his own. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, please do that, yes, please, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, And I'm trying to look even more gross, and I'm like, pulling up my shirt, and whatever. And then I see him go, oh, no, that's not going to do at all. And he comes over to me, hmm. And I'm like, I'm so excited to have this thing. A confrontation where I'm not wrong at all. And he thinks I am, so he comes over, says, uh, excuse me, do you live in this building? And I said, no. (laughs) Because why not start there? I said, no. He goes, well, then what are you doing here? And I said, I just need to rest. I'm having a hard time. He says, this is private property. And I said, well, I don't really believe in that. (laughs) You know, just the worst things I could say from his point of view is basically all the things I was saying. And he goes, well, if you don't leave, I'm gonna talk to the doorman. I was like, can I just stay like five more hours? So he's, hmm, no, and he goes over to the doorman and I see him talking about me to the doorman like this. And then I see the doorman going, oh no, that guy lives here, that's okay. (laughs) And the look on his face, it was just so, it was this beautiful cocktail of anger and confusion. It's like I had invented a new way to hurt somebody's feelings. That's, That's how excited I was. I'm 45 now, so I'm either halfway through a healthy life or almost done with not so healthy life. I don't know which one. I won't know till it's over where this was. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I don't know. Nobody knows, I guess. I think human life expectancy is pretty good. We get a good run, you know? Some people die early, you know? If I die now, people will be like, oh, that's too bad. If I die five years from now, they'll be like, "Well, all right. (laughs) Like, it's not even... It's... Like, as soon as you're 50, you're a candidate. You, you... (laughs) You know, there's no candlelight vigils for 50 year old guys that die. And you start pushing an area. Yeah, you know, you know, some people get to be like 80s, 90s. You know, there are people that get to like 114, and then they're in the news, and it's always some old guy. I met Napoleon. No, you didn't. You liar. You oldest liar in the world. But uh, 45, you know. You're not old yet, but you start having moments where you kind of start getting what old is. Especially if you didn't take care of yourself, you know? I have moments where I'm like, wow, this seems early for this. Like, this is something that happens to me a lot. I'll be sitting watching TV or doing nothing. And all of a sudden I'll realize, I need to wipe my ass right now. I mean, nothing happened. But I really gotta wipe my ass right now. Right now. Gotta make trips to the bathroom just to wipe my ass. How did this happen already? I'm 45. Already my asshole's just like, ugh. "Ugh." My asshole My asshole's like like the waistband on old pajama bottoms. Just kinda loose and ineffectual <laughs> my assholes like a like a bag of leaves that nobody tied up <laughs> it's just sitting on the lawn full and open <laughs> puking leaves under the grass with every wisp of wind some kid kicks it over on his way home <laughs> from a tough day at middle school rats. It's a pretty accurate description of my asshole. Here's another thing about my age right now. If I'm, uh, okay, say I'm sitting down. If I'm sitting anywhere, which <laughs> I love sitting so much. I would take sitting and doing nothing to standing and fucking any day. This is way better than coming. This is way better. in my age, if I'm sitting down and somebody tells me I need to get up and go in another room, I need to be told all the information why first. (laughs) You gotta explain all that shit to me. What, why, why do I what, no, why though? Your car's being towed right now. Well, that's what happens to me then. That's I accept that. Because getting up is a whole thing. It means I have. First, I have to decide do I really want to be alive anymore? Like, let's start with that. And then I gotta, uh, I gotta start kind of rocking to get momentum. Uh, like I'm trying to get an old Honda out of a snowbank. <laughs> Worst part of my day, worst part of every day in my life is when I have to put on my socks. <laughs> Putting on my socks is the worst part of every day. And it always will be. Even if I have a terrible day in the future where my grandmother is murdered by my other grandmother. <laughs> if that ever happened to me, the worst part of that day will be when I put on my socks. Because But if I had to put put on my socks, that means I have to, here's what I have to do, I have to get my hands past my pointed toe. I don't even know how I do it. I'm sitting here, I don't know how I do that. It's because you have to, it's like folding a bowling ball in half. And as soon as I start, I can feel I'm pushing all the fat up into my vital organs. And I just feel all the systems failing. Beep beep beep. Ah, ah. And I have to try like I have to lay on my back like an eight-year-old and go like this. And then start passing out. Ugh. And I know other people's lives are hard. <laughs> I know. I saw an interview on TV with Michael J. Fox, and he has Parkinson's, and he was describing brushing his teeth. He said it takes him two hours a day, and he said it's agony. And I saw this, and I thought, okay, that's hard. That is hard. And so is putting on my socks. (laughs) Sorry, Michael. Doesn't make it easier to know about your thing. Tell you what, I'll help you brush your teeth, you help me with the socks. (laughs) I don't know, I like getting older though. Life is an education, and if you're older, you're smarter. I just believe that. If you're in an argument with somebody and they're older than you, you should listen to them. It doesn't mean they're right. It means that even if they're wrong, their wrongness is rooted in more information than you have. (laughs) They've been here longer. If you're older, you're smarter. How many people here by applause are 45 or older? 45 or older, applaud okay? That's about 60 people out of 2,400. Here's the interesting thing. There's way more. I can see you. There's so many more. There's so- this is Arizona. There are way more people in that demographic, but they didn't clap. Why? Because they're smart. They're sitting in the dark going, I don't have to clap. I don't have to do anything. They're not doing it. And they're right, you know why? Because never identify yourself. Never, are you crazy? You don't know why I'm asking. <laughs> how, what do you, how do you know what, I'm, okay, burn them all. Burn everybody over 45. <laughs> how do you know I'm not gonna do that? How many people here, by applause, are 40 or younger? 40 or younger, applaud, that's every time. Woo! Woo! Every time. That is a weird thing to celebrate in a room where you're not the only people here that is that's like going to cancer ward, not me. Woo! I don't have it. I don't have it. If you're older you're smarter. A 55 year old garbage man is a million times smarter than a 28-year-old with three PhDs, especially smarter than him. Because this idiot has been thinking about three things for like 15 years. He's worthless. The garbage man is 55. He's had some experience. Things have happened to him. He went to Cape Cod one summer. He saw a dead guy floating in the motel pool. He took a bus to Montreal. <laughs> he got a hand job at a fair <laughs> from a minor. <laughs> I mean, a minor. Not a minor, a minor. <laughs> understand a minor. A grown man who works in a mine... (laughs) with dirty hands jacked him off at a county fair. That's what I'm saying happened to the 55-year-old. You see? He's had some experience. He knows more. More has happened to him, he's seen more. He's seen history. He's witnessed history, even if it's not ancient history. He saw Nixon resign on live television. Me and those few people that clapped, we saw the President of America cry and then quit being the president. That shit was crazy. Cause none of us knew what was gonna happen next. Today people are like, the president's kinda disappointing. Really, our president wept like an insane person and then got in a helicopter and flew away. And the whole nation just watched him go. (laughs) I like getting older though, because for me, the kind of guy I am, getting older makes my life better. You know, like my sex life way better at 45. Because of the kind of, look, because this, this situation is okay at 45. This is not a fun kind of a 17-year-old to be. And some people, their life is better when they're younger. You know, young dudes, young skinny dudes. Best life in the world is being a young skinny dude. They don't have to do anything. They just show up with a big Adam's apple and a smelly t-shirt. Yeah. Hey, I'm here for the easy pussy for the rest of my life. (laughs) So where do I... Oh, everywhere? Okay, cool. (laughs) But for, for guys like me, this is not a fun youth. It gets better. I'd like to make one of those it gets better ads for just dumpy young guys. We, we could use a little help, a little encouragement. Just somebody on TV, listen man, I know it's tough right now. You're vaguely heavy with no face. You have zero value on the sexual marketplace. You feel invisible to the girls in school because you are. But it gets better because you all grow up and you pretty much look just like this your whole life. And they don't their options start running out really fast, and you're gonna be there. As long as you stay relatively employed and washed, you're gonna be amazing in your 40s. You're gonna be the, you're gonna be the branch that she can grab before she hits the ground. It's, it's, it's gonna be so great. It just takes time for her circumstances to match your looks, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. When real shit matters, you're going to be the sexiest motherfucker in the world. (laughs) It's just time. That's all it takes. There's a a formula to this. It's pussy plus time over income squared. (laughs) Everybody has their time. Everybody has their time. I mean, not everybody. There are people out there who there's just nobody for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. People like to say things like, there's someone for everyone. Nope. Not at all true. And stop saying it, because it's mean to people who never find anybody. There are millions of people out there who we've all unanimously decided they are light speed ugly and nobody kisses them on the lips even. Nobody touches their genitals their entire life. They just wash it and then they die. That's all that happens. Aw, and if you're feeling bad for them, you can go find one and fuck one tomorrow. You can just solve the problem right there. With all that kindness in your hearts. Aw, well go fuck one. Nah, I didn't think so. That's the one way we're all mean. Nobody does that. Nobody fucks down. Nobody. <laughs> People fuck up or across. <laughs> Some women fuck down because a guy talked them into that it was up. Some, yeah, no, you should. I'm totally up. Yeah, man. But... <laughs> it's a weird selection process that we have. Dating, really, is how we evolve, is dating. It's how we choose each other. And dating is a real drag for a lot of people, but I always think it's a nice thing, you know? When I see a date, I'm always happy. When I see a couple on a date, because it means people are still trying, you know? You see a couple on a date, it means there's still courage out there. That takes courage to go on a date, for both sides. Two very different kinds of courage. The male courage, traditionally speaking, is that he decided to ask. He went up to a random woman who he has no idea if she's going to like him or not, and he walked up to her. Terrifying. Everything in your body's telling you, just go to the fuck home and jerk off. Don't do this. <laughs> but he walked up and said, Hi, yes. <laughs> and she's like, eh. No, no, no. Just like, give me a second. <laughs> and he's trying to get through this membrane of you know and then if it works and you say you want to go out sometime sometimes she'll say yes and if she says yes that's her courage and the courage it takes for a woman to say yes is beyond anything i can imagine a woman saying yes to a date with a man is literally insane and ill-advised and the, the whole species existence counts on them doing it. And I don't know how they, how do women still go out with guys? When you consider the fact that there is no greater threat to women than men. We're the number one threat to women. Globally and historically, we're the number one cause of, of injury and mayhem to women. We're the worst thing that ever happens to them. That's true. You know what our number one threat is? Heart disease. That's the whole thing. That's it. Just our own heart going, dude, I can't, you can't keep doing this. I told you three strokes ago that this is not smart. But women still th- yeah, I'll go out with you alone at night. What are you, nuts? I'll get in your car with you with my little shoulders. Hi, where are we going? to your death, statistically. <laughs> How do they still do it? If you're a guy, try to imagine that you you could only date a half bear, half lion. And you like, oh, I hope this one's nice. I hope he doesn't do what he's going to do. I always, I love when I see a date. You know when you see a date, you can tell it's a first date, because the way they're, wa- they're walking together, and she's looking up at his face, trying to figure him out, and he's just a mess. The guy in a first date is it's just, he has no actual personality. He's just a mishmash of different kinds of dudes for a couple of seconds each. Just anything. No cohesive, just like a, like a ransom note cut out of a lot of magazines. Just yeah, you know, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I think so too. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Whatever, just like a blind dick in space, just thrusting in <laughs> infinite directions, hoping to find pay dirt in some place. And then sometimes you see a date that's later down the line, and something has happened. There's something that happens in a date that I never get to witness because women do this. They get to do it inside. They get to just decide quietly. I'm gonna let him fuck me they just get to decide (laughs) something he says and she's like that was good he's gonna fuck me later and he has he has no idea there's still he's still like trying all this shit (laughs) he still has no idea he's already in there Geyser. we love women a lot all men do and we just look at you that's what I do I just look at women I just uh, like they're, you know, cakes and windows. I just, uh. I was walking in New York once and there's these two very cute women walking behind me and I was trying to walk slowly so I could hear what they were saying to each other. You know, cause they were cute. So I wanted to hear them, like that's gonna help me in any way to hear <laughs> Don't you wish the guy walking in front of us would squeeze our tits for like one second? <laughs> It's really a flaw in men that we would all do that. If you're a woman, you could ask any guy on planet Earth, can you squeeze my tit for one second? And 100% of us will go, oh yes, of course. That doesn't matter. I could be doing open heart surgery. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's not your tits. Don't worry about it. I don't know why we love tits so much. Some people say it's because we breastfeed, but so do women. Or, you know, baby women. Not <laughs> grown up women. Don't usually. You don't see like a 68 year old woman, like. A stately look, you know, like Sigourney Weaver, like sucking milk out of a young woman's tit. Thank you, Deborah. I'll see you tomorrow 2 o'clock. It's not usually the thing, is the elderly breastfeeding from the young. Um, except for at the end of The Grapes of Wrath, uh, which I don't mean to ruin that book for you, but you should have read it by now. I don't know if you if you read The Grapes of Wrath, but that's how it ends, with an old, dying man sucking milk out of a young girl's tits, And then the book is over. And you're like, Jesus, what happened? At the end there, that's crazy. There's no other book in that genre. There's no... Dense, historic classic that ends with a weird porny paragraph at the very and then Anna Karenina shat on his chest holy moly with that the end oh my god that is a violent shift in tone at the end of that book I've been reading this book for three months But we do, we love tits. <laughs> and you always know a tit. You always know a tit. You know, like, you ever been in a crowded place, like a subway or a, like a, you know, a, a, a sports stadium, and you're smushed in with other people, and your, your elbow touches a tit behind you, you're like, that's a tit! I just touched it, I know that was a tit! I know it! Because. The sensitivity of the male elbow to tit flesh specifically is unbelievable. Just a tit, because you could drive a tack in there, I'm not gonna feel it. But a tit through a shirt and a sweater and a jacket. And her jacket, sweater, shirt, and bra. Somehow I said tit, I touched a tit. I touched a tit. I, mm, I touched one tit one tit. That's rare to touch one tit. It's like a four-leaf clover. (laughs) Usually you touch it. The only time you touch one tit is when it was an accident or you didn't have permission. But otherwise... When tit access is granted, it's usually good for two tits at a time. It's... Once you're on one, it's, you really have to screw up really badly and quickly to lose tit access between tits one and two. You must have said something really dumb on the first tit that you didn't get the second one. Oh yeah, it's like your mom's dirty whore tip. Why, what? I said I liked it. That's what I meant, is that I like it. I like your mom's dirty whore tit yours and if it's up to the guy we're gonna touch both tits no guy touches a tit and then goes you know what I'm good with the one that's fine for me everything in moderation we're gonna touch both If the guy if it's even if something terrible happens in the middle of ah oh yeah there's a bomb oh shit come on let's get come on let's get your tits out of here I've had, I've seen a few tits. I've seen, I don't know, 48 maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I've had my history, my life, you know. I've been divorced for five years, and uh, it's been the best part of my life, being divorced. Easily my favorite part of my life. I love being divorced. Every year has been better than the last, and it's the only time I can say that about And by the way, I'm not saying don't get married. If you meet somebody, fall in love and get married, and then get divorced, because that's the best part. <laughs> it's the best part. Marriage is just like a larva stage for true happiness. Which is divorce because you just let go and everything's fine now. Divorce is forever. It really actually is. Marriage is for how long you can hack it. But divorce just gets stronger like a piece of oak. Nobody ever says, oh, my divorce is falling apart, it's over, I can't take it. And again, if you're in a good marriage, stay in it. If you're in the best marriage ever, stay in it. I'm just saying, if you got out, it would be better. That's just a fact. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. Everything's better. My ex-wife and I, this is the best part of our knowing each other. We're good co-parents because we live apart and we're friends. Our kids go to her half the week, they come to me half the week. And I'm a good father. I'm an attentive, focused, and responsible father. Do you know why? Because I get to say goodbye to these kids every week. Are you shitting me? It's like every parent's fantasy. Who can't be a good father for half of every week? No matter how bad it gets, every Wednesday, I get to go, Goodbye, girls. Daddy's going to go upstairs and pour whiskey all over his naked body right now. I'm going to lay in my own filth until two seconds before you come back here. That's why I'm such a good dad. My daughter was... uh was having a dance thing at our school. They had this big dance. Anyway, we all went, all the parents, and everybody's there and everybody's got their phone. Every single parent, it was an amazing thing to watch because kids are dancing and every parent is standing there like this. Every single person was blocking their vision of their actual child (laughs) with their phone. And the kids, I went over by the stage and the kids, there's people holding iPads in front of their faces. It looked like we're all in the witness protection program. Like the kids can't see their parents. And everybody's watching a shitty movie of something that's happening 10 feet. Like, look at your fucking kid! The the resolution on the kid is unbelievable. If you just look, it's totally HD. Why are you taping this? You're never gonna watch it! In a million years, you're not going to watch videos of your kids doing shit you missed the first time it happened. You don't watch it, you just put it on Facebook. Here, you watch it. I want to take a nap now. And then you get to read all the comments. Oh my God! And guess what? They're not watching it either. (laughs) They're not watching the video. These kids are dancing for no one. (laughs) Nobody watches the videos on your Facebook. They see the first frame of a kid and they go, Ah, that's very nice. Okay, back to this. (laughs) Nobody's watching your kids' videos on Facebook, I promise you. I'll prove it to you. Next time you tape your kids' dance, Take one second of it, and then add 20 minutes of just your own asshole. Just go in the bathroom and just record your own anus opening and closing for 20 minutes. Tack it on to your kid dancing for a second, put that on Facebook. Everybody will write the same thing. That's adorable! I think I see a future star! <laughs> Don't tape tape shit on your... Life is short. Life is very short. I like life. I like it. I, I, I feel like even if it ends up being short I got, I got lucky to, get, to have it. Because life is an amazing gift when you think about what you get with a basic life. Not even a particularly lucky life or a healthy life. If you have a life it's an am- Here's your boilerplate deal with life. This is basic cable, what you get when you get life. You get to be on Earth. First of all, oh my God, what a location. This is Earth and for trillions of miles in every direction, it fucking sucks so bad. It's so shitty that your eyes bolt out of your head because it sucks so bad. You get to be on Earth and look at shit as long as you're not blind or whatever it is, you get to be here, you get to eat food, you get to put bacon in your mouth. I mean, when you have bacon in your mouth, it doesn't matter who's president or anything, you just, ugh, oh. Uh. Every time I'm eating bacon, I think, I could die right now, and I mean it. That's how good life is. You get, to, you get to fuck. That's free if you're smart. That's, that comes with. That's part of the deal. Where else are you going to get that deal? You get to put your dick in there and go in and out. Pretty good. And if you're a woman, you get to just lay back and just have a dick just shoving in and out of you awkwardly. Anytime you want. Anytime you want. (laughs) If you're a gay man, you get to just fill your boyfriend's ass with your dick. Just fill it all the way to the balls. And it's nice and warm and tight in there. And he's your buddy. If you're a lesbian, you get to do all the stuff they're doing. And, uh, <laughs> it's a great deal, you get to eat, you get to fuck, you get to read To Kill a Mockingbird. It's a great life. So when it, you know, I'm not worried about it anyway. <laughs> it's pretty good. And I've wasted a lot of time just being angry at people I don't know. You know, it's amazing how nasty we can get as people, depending on the situation. Like most people are okay, as long as they're okay. But if you put people in certain contexts, they just change. Like when I'm in my car, I have a different set of values. (laughs) I am the worst person I can be when I'm behind the wheel, which is when I'm in my most dangerous. When you're driving, that's when you need to be the most compassionate and responsible of any other time in your life, because you are fucking driving a weapon amongst weapons. And yet it's the worst people get, and I am the worst. One time I was driving, and there was a guy ahead of me, and he kind of, I don't know, he sort of drifted into my lane for a second, and this came out of my mouth. I said, worthless piece of shit. I mean, what an indictment. What kind of way is that to feel about another human being? Worthless piece of shit. That's somebody's son. And things I've said to other people. I was once driving, some guy in a pickup truck did, I don't know, remember even? And I yelled out my window, I, I said, hey, fuck you! Where outside of a car is that even nearly okay? If you were in an elevator and you were like right next to a person's body and whatever, like he leaned into you a little bit, would you ever turn right to their face and go, hey, fuck you. worthless piece of shit. No. Literally zero people would ever do that. But put a couple of pieces of glass and some road between you, there's nothing you would not say to them. I hope you die! I said that to a person. I hope you die! Why? Because you made me go like this for half a second of my life. You tested my reflexes, and it worked out fine! (laughs) So now I hope your kids grow up motherless! Uh, I mean, what am I capable of? (laughs) I'd like to think that I'm a nice person. But I don't know, man. A lot of it is context. There's a lot of things I wonder if the world was different. Like if murder was legal, I might have killed a few people. I don't know. I'd love to think, oh, I would never do that. But we really need the law against murder for one simple reason. The law against murder is the number one thing preventing murder. We'd like to think it's because like, oh, I would never do that. No, it's because it really sucks getting caught murdering a lot. If murder was legal, or just a misdemeanor, (laughs) like you get a thing in the mail, ah, shit, they had a camera there. (laughs) If murder was legal, there would be so much murder. Regular people would murder. Murderers would murder even more. And then really nice, sweet people would murder a few people. But nobody would murder no people. You wouldn't trust somebody who didn't murder. If murder was legal, you wouldn't like them. I never killed anybody. Okay, nice meeting you. What a creep. I mean, not even a hooker. Live a life. What's wrong with that guy? He's like a Mormon or some shit. I hate those guys. I think he's nice. Shut up, Janet. It would just... If murder was legal, there would be a lot of murder. Children would behave very differently. Because mostly parents would be murdering their own kids. That's mostly what would happen if murder was legal. You'd be, you know, you go to a mall, there'd be like eight different moms in the mall, just I told you to stop it! You didn't listen to me, just... Your beaches, you'd be stepping over dead kids. It would be like a new problem. You have to clean up your kids when you kill them because it's gross. It's bad for the environment. If you murder your child in a public place, please use one of the red bags that are in the dispensers every three feet of America. Put your murdered child in the red bag with a logo of a murdered kid on it next, next to the other logo that tells you not to let your alive kid play with a plastic bag because they might suffocate. In which case you could just leave them in the bag. that is a whole bunch of horrible thoughts right in a row <laughs> right in a row that is a compressed area of bad thought you know you have your bad thoughts hopefully you hopefully you do good things everybody has a competition in their brain of good thoughts and bad thoughts hopefully they win, the good thoughts win for me i always have both i have like the thing i believe the good thing that's the thing i believe and then there's this thing and i don't believe it but it is there. It's always this thing, and then this thing. It's become a category in my brain that I call, of course, but maybe. I'll give you an example. Okay, like of course, of course, children who have nut allergies need to be protected, of course. We have to segregate their food from nuts, have their medication available at all times, and anybody who manufactures or serves food needs to be aware of deadly nut allergies. Of course. But maybe, (laughs) maybe if touching a nut kills you, you're supposed to die. (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Jesus. I have a nephew who has that. I'd be devastated if something happened to him. But maybe, (laughs) maybe if we all just do this for one year, we're done with nut allergies forever. No. Of course not. Of course, if you're fighting for your country and you get shot or hurt, it's a terrible tragedy. Of course. Of course. But maybe, maybe if you pick up a gun and go to another country and you get shot, it's not that weird. Maybe if you get shot by the dude you were just shooting at, it's a tiny bit your fault. Of course, of course, slavery is the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> listen, listen, you all clapped for dead kids with the nuts. For kids dying from, di- from nuts, you applauded. So you're in this with me now, do you understand? You don't get to cherry pick. Those kids did nothing to you. Of course, of course slavery is the worst thing that ever happened. Of course it is. Every time it's happened. Black people in America, Jews in Egypt, every time a whole race of people has been enslaved, it's a terrible, horrible thing. Of course. But maybe. Maybe every incredible human achievement in history was done with slaves. Every single thing where you go, how did they build those pyramids? They just threw human death and suffering at them until they were finished. <laughs> how did we traverse the nation with a railroad so quickly? We just threw Chinese people in caves and blew them up and didn't give a shit what happened to them. There's no end to what you can do when you don't give a fuck about a particular people. You can do anything. That's where human greatness comes from, is that we're shitty people that we fuck others over. Even today, how do we have this amazing microtechnology? Because the factory where they're making these, they jump off the fucking roof because it's a nightmare in there. You really have a choice. You could have candles and horses and be a little kinder to each other or let someone suffer immeasurably far away just so you can leave a mean comment on YouTube while you're taking a shit.